This call is being recorded. Hello and welcome to my show, Searching for Integrity. My name really is John Smith, and I'm searching for people with integrity. Why? Because our country suffers from IDD, Integrity Deficit Disorder. Today, we have as our guests a couple of people who who deal in the conscious and the consciousness of mankind, I guess is a good way to put it, uh, at least in the U.S. I'm going to uh, read some of articles, short articles from them for you and uh, give you something to think about. My uh, first article is from Lori Lines. Lori has submitted this. It's called Harnessing the Power of Your Words. Have you ever noticed that during those times you were convinced something would go wrong? It usually did. I'm going to mess this speech up. They're not going to like me. I'm not good enough. On the other hand, in those times when you were convinced you couldn't fail, things tended to go smoothly and successfully. I can't lose. I just know there's a connection. I have what it takes. While we all have varying degrees of psychic knowing, these self-fulfilling prophecies have more to do with mindset than intuitive premonitions. Negative self-talk comes in many forms. It may sound factual. I won't get the raise, prudent. If I try, I'll fail. Or like a realistic observation, I'm all alone. Negative self-talk hinders our healing, growth, evolution, and ascension creating our adverse outcomes for ourselves and our lives. We all have an occasional dark cloud floating across our clear mental skies. However, it can't rain every day. The more negative thoughts we have, the more negativity they generate, causing our minds to assume generally somber perspective. This sea of negativity can soon swell over our heads contributing to feelings of hopelessness, helplessness, worthlessness, etc. Wait, don't get negative about negative thoughts. The sun can rise again. One way it one way affirmations help is by programming the mind to have positive expectations. Studies have shown when we have positive expectations, we have more positive experiences. For example, when chronic pain sufferers believe their pain will be more manageable and tolerable, they experience pain, less pain. Affirmations like I will succeed, I am talented, or people like me can reprogram the mind 
to focus on the positive and a foster sense of empowerment and control over our outcomes. When we reframe out our thoughts and experiences with positive words, they not only shift our perspective and alter our experience, but also change our brain chemistry, structures, and processes, making affirm affirmation practice both in quick fix and long-term solution for keeping negative ruminations at bay. Positive affirmations are also powerful tools for manifestation and practicing the law of attraction. By gradually making positive affirmations of mainstay in your self-care routine, a shift will soon take place. The focus will go from neutralizing negative thoughts to amplifying positive intentions. Once you get the hang of them, you can use positive affirmations to fast track your career, your career, your physical conditioning, relational prosperity, personal development. Because affirmations profoundly affect your life, it's essential to wield their incredible power wisely. Affirmations influence the linguistic processing centers of the brain, meaning your words are precious. precious. To make the most of this life-changing practice, allow the three Ps, phrasing your words in a tone that is present, positive, and powerful. Present, state your affirmation as a currently reality because it is if you believe it. Instead of I will be successful, say I am successful. Or in place of I'm going to find happiness, say I am happy and filled with joy. Positive, don't focus on what you don't want. Focus on what you do want. Instead of I will not fail, say I'm achieving my goals. Or in place of I will not lack for anything, say I have more than enough. Powerful, use constructive, empowering language whenever possible. Instead of I will be abundant, say I am abundant. Or in place of I can find love, say I am affecting the love I desire. I am attracting the love I desire. Creating life changing affirmations is like crafting a spell. Your words are the magical ingredients needed to conjure up the best version of you are, who you are, and your best life. There are three more special ingredients, perhaps the most essential, crafting transformative affirmations. The first two are confidence and conviction. To truly weave magic with your words, you need to genuinely believe in yourself, your ability to manifest your desires, and the universe's ultimately generous nature. Remind yourself as often as necessary that you are capable and deserving and that the universe is infinite abundance for all who dare to dream and believe. The final ingredient, gratitude. Gratitude turns that we have it into enough. It is the secret sauce, the cornerstone 
the missing puzzle pizza. Be grateful for what you have, what you are attracting, and what you are yet to receive. Even rejoice in the answered, unanswered prayers and seemingly missed opportunities because there is magic in them too. Never forget, a grateful heart is a magnet for miracles. Thank you, Lori Lyons. Thank you very much. I'm going to uh, read another article. This is by uh, Dr. Leon, Paul Leon Masters, who established the Metaphysical University in Arizona. And I'll read this for you from Dr. Masters. Healing, magic, mind over matter, invoking the gods or God, all are, have been, and will be a part of the human species, quest to have spiritual power work for themselves or others. Since the beginning of recorded time on this physical plane of existence, human beings have reached for a higher spiritual power to work on their behalf or for others. However, many have noticed that sometimes a higher power seems to work, and other times it does not. And one person is one person using the right prayer or incantation while another is not. What does involving, invoking spiritual power seem so inconsistent in the hands of a humankind? Why is it that prayers are health, healing, prosperity, love, and other human needs and desires are not all answered? And some prayers chosen or favored while others are not. Is it a matter of good or bad karma, the wrong religion, or the wrong slant on God or spirituality? Candidly, no one has any extra of special spiritual power going for them, despite what they might imagine from their false sense of personal go ego identity. Spiritual power that is active in one's life is available only when the personal ego is not trying to influence it. In human reality, I all, all may seem possible in regard to spiritual power. As harnessed or brought about many through many diverse forms of spiritual practice. Now it's true that prayers are other spiritual practices seem to be answered, but they not only seem to be answered. Of course, it is recognized that these words do not meet with favorable response from those who believe that humans have the personal ego means to bring about some form of divine interventional power. Certainly, it will seem that in the lives of many, God or some other spiritual power has answered them. And yes, it seems that way. In reality, human consciousness 
it is as it is currently collectively awakened to the mass of humanity is not capable of the influencing spiritual power. If it were, the entirety of the universe would be one gigantic cosmic mess, one explosion after another as another human beings in their present states of consciousness attempt to influence and find balance within the energy forces of nature on a universal scale. Place real spiritual power in the hands of a fool, that is, one with a limited perception of what perception of what really is at work on the universal scale, and chaos would ensue. Those who are at a deep level of spiritual slumber, though that they seem to be awake, may be led to believe that even if themselves can't invoke spiritual power, there are those who can't. And certainly there are those who are lined up and ready to fill that fantasy, either for their own personal good or some way to satisfy their own delusions, self-delusions of spiritual power at their disposal. Albert Schweitzer once made his comment about hearing to the practice of medicine. The role of the physician is to amuse the patient long enough to give nature the time to do the actual healing. <laughs> Pretty good logic. Certainly, most metaphysically, mystically, or esoterically inclined people would agree with Schweitzer's statement suggesting that humility, ultimately, it is nature that does the bottom line healing. The very same principle could apply to the seeming use of spiritual power in any practice of spiritual healing. One could paraphrase Schweitzer with these words, the whole role of the spiritual healer is to give hope to the person in need of healing until God actually does the healing, healing, be it instantaneous or over a period of seeming time. That is, if healing is in taking place, whether through medical or spiritual practice, medical physicians do lose patients and ministries to lose parishioners in both instances, it is up to a higher power to decide who continues to live in the physical dimension or those whose time it is to move on to a plane of existence after physical life. But nothing in nature is ever lost. It just continues in an existence and another energy rate. The same understanding can be applied to all other practices attempting to bring spiritual power into play, whether it be for wealth, building, love, power, human frame, or glory. All is an attempt of the imaginary personal ego to influence energies greater than human power. If one's personal ego seems to succeed, it can further delude itself into thinking it has really done something spiritually to activate spiritual power in his or her own life or in the life of another. This assumption can further add to the egotism of the false personal ego identity. 
Now, summon your tracks for a mental moment and hear the mystical reality of the words coming forth from the Christ mind that was in Jesus. It is not I, but the Father who doth these works. These are words of reality from a presence to whom many would attribute the greatest healings and miracles. Does any labeled spiritual hearer, magician, or caster of spells claim to have greater spiritual power than was claimed for the Christ and Jesus? If so, appear to me now, and I will be silent. If not, it is time for one's own styled, self-styled form of spiritual importance to still itself. Only God's power is real and in godly self-aware universe. It knows what needs to be manifested by whom and when and whether or infinite or finite scale. What this what then can be done for those wishing to manifest God's will, grow in awakening and in consciousness to God's presence within yourself. The more awakened you become, the more you realize that a human being alone at this present level of awakening cannot control or invoke spiritual power. Again, what you can do by yourself, by your personal ego identity, to influence spiritual power is nothing. Again, what you can do by yourself, by your personal ego identity to influence spiritual power is nothing. I read that. There's an old song whose lyrics go, whatever will be, will be, add to the words, for it already is. So relax and let God's will be done as it will be anyway. Go with biblical words, not my will, but thy will be done. If you are a spiritual healer or some form of spiritual practitioner, go through the motions and do your work. But as you do, constantly remind the recipient and yourself, and if improvement comes about the personal you had, the personnel you had nothing to do with, and that a healing or manifestation came about as a result of the will, grace, and the power of God. Keep in mind, be it your life or that of a recipient, that life is ongoing process to seemingly different stages. And in the final analysis, God's will is for the ultimate good for every soul. The worst of the worst is not permanent, but a prelude to the best of the best. All that has been discussed here is included in the words so commonly spoken in metaphysical spirituality. Let go and let God. For real spiritual power is God's alone and in the human mind's meanderings, let all the be glad that it is so and so it is. That was uh, taken from Dr. Paul Leon Masters, Mystical Insights, Knowing the Unknown. I, uh, I enjoy reading this. It makes me think about something other than, than just this, the work, just work, the task, that type of thing. Um, it's uh, certainly uh, giving you a, a perspective on life you haven't thought about a little bit. It will have hope.
And I have one more. Navigating through the age of disinformation. The modern era presents opportunities that our ancestors knew, very new, never knew or experienced. Yet our ever broadening possibilities also introduce unique obstacles through cable television and the internet, there's an infinite supply of information available with just a click of a button, not to mention the plethora of the information energy frequencies swirling through the air from Wi-Fi. This flood of information is often unsolicited. We go online to find a guided meditation or maybe a few relaxation sinuses, and we are bombarded with information, often presented in a manner meant to buttress the, be the believability or evidentiary quality. There are no guarantees that the information heaped on us is factual. And so what began as the age of information has become the age of disinformation. Information has become faster, more plentiful, but not necessarily better, leading many to feel powerless, hopeless, angry, and afraid. And you wouldn't be when being drowned in a sea of depressing, panic-inducing information on a global scale. It is also presented sensationally because sensationalism gets clicks, views, and subscribers. The consequence, we become overwhelmed, burned out, and ultimately numb to, many, to humanity and ourselves. When we become desensitized, we no longer see people on their pain as authentic, impairing, or ability to access our emotions, connect with others, or experience genuine empathy and sympathy. Everything becomes a take talking point instead of a call to action, an opportunity for healing, or a moment of profound realization. A prison, not a brick and mortar, but of facts, is cutting us off from ourselves, others, and our journey as spiritual beings having a human experience. Which is the primary? Another pitfall of unlimited informational access, whether solicited or not, is that we are constantly giving the left brain data to compute, to compute by denying the right brain experiences and emotions to process. An overactive left brain and malnourished right brain results in a society that relies mainly on what they are conditioned to believe, trained to see, and taught to, to think. A left brain Society often fails to think, feel, believe, or experience life for themselves. They may be learned but not wise, but they never risk to look past the well-constructed facade of how things ought to be. In terms of ascension and awakening to a left-brain society, it is certainly impossible, a utopia never to be reached, but only rarely imagined by those who dare. Taking the ramp off the ramp, 
of the information highway. We have been conditioned to believe that tuning out the informational noise is impractical, inconceivable, and socially neglect, negligent. What would you do, we do, if we did not know what was happening worldwide at all our hours of the day? Such conditioning causes us to feel anxious and fearful at the very notion. However, self-care demands that we turn off the noise and tune in the moment. This moment is rich with possibility, emotion, and learning. That's what's more. Any given moment can be opportunity for love, understanding, or healing. Yet when we are speeding down the highway, just trying to keep up, we cannot appreciate the beauty of the scenery. We need to actively, actively shift our cognitive path from the left brain to the right brain as much as possible. Protecting ourselves is in the disinformation age is not just about slamming on the brakes or going slower. It's about listening, shifting the route altogether. It is about mindfulness, meditation, communing with the higher self, challenging conditioned beliefs, pulling back the curtain and looking past what we thought to see. Well, I want to thank everybody for listening in. I'm glad that you uh, were able to uh, take your time as you're at home relaxing or driving down the road. Uh, myself, doing what the same, getting along, and it's getting better. I really like it. And I'm getting good rewards and, and suggestions as well. So, thank you for tuning in to my audience. Love it when you tune in and you're listening to the Searching for Integrity. That's where I am. That's where I'll be. And for now, I'm uh, going to give you my famous adios. So long and happy trails to all. John Smith, signing off.